I am the genie of the podcast, and you get one wish. Oh, that's an easy one. I wish their Discord server was free to join. Wish granted. That's right. You guys and gals asked for it, and we did it. Our Discord server is now free to join. That's right. You get to come be a part of the best gaming community out there. You'll find the link in the episode description and over on our website at multiplayerpodcast.com. Now, I know what you're thinking. We do definitely still need your support. All right. So if you love the podcast, if you love what we're doing and you are just thinking to yourself, this is awesome. I really want to support these guys. Head over to multiplayersquad.com. That's where you can help support the show. You do get some awesome perks, but more importantly, you get our eternal gratitude. All right. Now enjoy the episode and we'll see you on our discord server. Hello, people of Earth, and welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We are very excited to have you guys here with us, as we are two dads who love talking about gaming. If you have not already done so, please leave our podcast a review and rate us five stars. And if you would like to support what we do here, you can head over to MultiplayerSquad.com to be a Patreon supporter, or you can always subscribe inside Apple Podcasts. Today, we have a This Week in Gaming episode, as we do every Thursday, where we will talk a little bit about what we've been gaming and breaking down some recent gaming news. And I am your host, Paul. And joining me, he's trying to figure out what superhero he'd rather bunk with, Blade or Wolverine. It's Josh. Mm, Give me the man with the beard, Paul. (laughs) The man with the beard. Yes. You've already made very well known your love of Wolverine. I have. So you'd, you'd rather bunk with him. I, I'm glad you remembered. I hear he's very good for <laughs> snuggling, too, Paul. What about the cigar smell? Is that oh, going to bother you? That would bug me. But I then, feel like I feel like he would definitely be smoking, you don't uh, think, laying down in bed. I actually feel like Blade would smell good. I don't know why. <laughs> you know, maybe like it's like the leather trench coat mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. It could but be. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Wolverine probably doesn't smell that good, but. I feel like Blade would mostly keep to himself. I feel like he'd be a pretty easy roommate. Also, Wolverine, you're gonna you're gonna catch some attitude. I, yeah, maybe a little bit. And also, I, how did I end up bunking with either one of these? I don't know. I'm just trying to think of something we're gonna cover later in the show. And you know, spoiler alert: Marvel's Midnight Suns is gonna come up. And I I noticed there was a lot of screen time in the video that I watched devoted to Blade and Wolverine. So. True. Okay. You know, they're, they're the first two that came to mind. I'm glad you didn't make this awkward and give me like a female, uh-huh. you know, and then I like have <laughs> to tell my wife like, hey, don't listen to this episode, <laughs> you know, or something like that. Oh, man. All right. So this week in gaming, kind of a funny week for news. But before we get to that, you know, we generally talk about what we've been playing lately. Anything you've been up to, Josh? Any games you've been getting into that you want to talk about? I I mentioned this, I think, last this week in gaming. Hearthstone... I, I hate that game and I love that game, dude, because I've been super busy. You and I both, right? Like we, we've joked around. This is insanely busy time of year for both of us. Mm-hmm. Gaming, unfortunately, has taken a little bit of a backseat, but we, you know, we have a podcast to put on too. So we've got to, you know, find some time for that. But Hearthstone's one of those games that I can play while I'm working, like not for the podcast, but, you know, my actual job that I have as well. And so I have found that I've probably put in way too much time in Hearthstone over the last week or so because it's the perfect game for that. You know, it's like, take your turn, 
wait for the other guy. It takes, you know, two, three minutes for them to take their turn or whatever. While that's happening, I can get some work done. I don't even really have to pay attention to what they're doing. I just kind of look at the board and then go, oh, okay, yeah, this is what I want to play now. So as weird as it is, that's what I have been playing a lot of. Yeah, which is Hearthstone. Huh? Yeah, a lot of Hearthstone. What, you know, it just reminds me, like, I have a little bit of a love-hate relationship with that game because I have made it well-known that I hate the random aspect of that game. Um, and yet at the same time, like I said, it's the perfect game to just have going in the background while I'm doing other stuff. And so because of that, it has been like my most played game of the last week or two. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. For me, I haven't had a whole lot of time to game. We've both talked about just how busy we've been. You also have your job with the fantasy footballers and with Mm -hmm. the football season getting off the (sighs) ground. This is the busiest time of year for that kind of business. But I did dabble a little bit in Saints Row the Third because we oh, were talking, we were talking about, about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about the series being rebooted. I saw it was free on Epic Game Store. Redownloaded it. The game starts off with a bank heist. Like this is right oh, that, up my that, alley. Oh, I was going to say that rope yeah. you right in. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't clock a whole lot of time. I only was able to play for like an hour, hour and a half. But I'm hoping to dabble a little bit more in Saints Row because it's just been way too long. Just hopping back in, the pop culture references, the over-the-top humor, it's right up my alley. And then, you know, I, I this doesn't really count as gaming, but it's gaming adjacent. But I watched the movie Scott Pilgrim vs. the World with my kids for the first time. I have never seen now, that movie. Okay, see, I saw it when it first came out, but I have not seen it since. And it's PG-13, figured I could sit down and watch it with my kids. But this is the same guy who directed and did, like, Shaun of the Dead and Baby Driver. Those seem like your kind of movies. Do yeah. you like those? I do, yeah. Those. Well, yeah. Shaun of the Dead's kind of... It, it's a little hit or miss for me. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Baby yeah, Driver yeah. was great. <laughs> yeah, so the game... Or the movie is very much, like, saturated with video game references. Uh, the first half hour, there's just constant, like, Zelda sound effects as players <laughs> do things. But you'll get, like all of these different boss fights, you have like HP meters and it's like chock full of stuff in video games. And my kids absolutely loved it. I think one of the hardest times I've ever heard my kids laugh is when Michael Sarah's character, you know, being a guy, he doesn't want to hit a girl and he's supposed to fight her. And she says, well, you have to defeat me with your fists. And so then his, so that Michael Sarah's girlfriend stands behind him and grabs his hands and starts fighting the other girl, <laughs> almost using Michael Sarah like a puppet. And my kids just about died laughing. It That's was funny. Absolute blast. Yeah, it's a fantastic movie. Really good. If you like video games, and especially if you like video games and comic books, this is just exactly what it's doing. It's just mashing together those genres and it's I think very I saw funny. a preview for it. I was like bored and wanted to watch a movie and was skimming through Netflix or Amazon Prime movies or whatever. And I remember seeing it and I think I watched the trailer and it was one of those ones where it was like in my brain I went, Oh yeah, I have to remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like thank goodness for the wish list, right? I never <laughs> I never used like Steam's wish list before, but there's so uh-huh. many games that somebody like it, you know, people will recommend to us and then I look at it and go, Oh, actually that looks pretty cool. And then old age kicks in, and then two hours later, I've completely forgotten what game people recommended or whatever. So I've actually started using the wish list. Yeah. And then like today, you and I were chatting future video games, and I pulled up the wish list, and I was like, "Look at all these great games that I want to try!" <laughs> like, yes, whoever whoever came up with that idea was smart. But they need that for like Netflix or whatever too, so I can just be like, "Yep, I want to remember that one. Yep, I want to remember that one." 
Yeah, yeah. So that one's definitely worth checking out. I think it's only on Netflix a couple more days, Uh-oh. so you you should probably watch it. It's right up your alley for sure. One other funny thing is whenever Scott uh, like kills a character, they explode into coins, which he can pick up and collect. <laughs> and there's one scene where he like chops and kills like 20 guys, and then it kind of zooms out, and there's just coins in the shape of bodies like all over all, all over the all place over the set yeah yeah which is pretty funny all right so we don't have a whole lot this by way of what we've been playing lately so let's talk a little bit about gaming news you and i shared a couple of stories back and forth but let's start out with marvel's midnight suns so this is going to be coming out in march of 2022 And this was kind of an interesting reveal. They talk about this game exploring the darker side of Marvel. It has, I guess, the uniqueness of being a tactical combat game. So kind of more of like that XCOM tactical turn base. But then at the same time, they also talk about it also having all of these choices and storylines as you bunk and live with these superheroes. I don't know that these two things really have any connection but what'd you think of Midnight Suns? Is this like Big Brother meets Marvel? It it, it kind of is. It's a little bit. It's it's a weird mashup. Like I talked about in one of my Quick Take episodes about how much I love Game Dev Tycoon, and that's where you get to pick a topic and a genre. I feel like this is like someone just kind of closed their eyes and they're like superhero plus tactical combat plus relationship simulator. It's kind of weird. They spun that wheel a few too many times to to get these mashups. It's it. I mean, there was a big reveal about it. It hit all the news sites. I mean, this this really made kind of headlines for a little while. I I love you know just about anything Marvel. So instantly, I was like, "Ooh, what's this?" And watch the videos. I love a good tactical turn based game. Like I've I've made no secret of that. Like I've mentioned a lot of games that are like that that I really enjoy. For some reason for me, XCOM I don't enjoy. Like the mm-hmm. games are fine, but it's like I find the combat almost too slow paced or something or a little bit too tactical too or ca- I, calculated. Yeah, like a little just a little bit too much. Like it, it they need to dial it back and when you dial it back just a little bit that's where I really, really start to enjoy it. But the whole like positioning and you're crouched and you have cover and, oh, you're flanking this guy and now this guy, you have half cover. I don't really get into all those mechanics. And then sometimes the aliens in XCOM are just really cheap and then I get frustrated. And then, you know, these fights last like 30 to 40 minutes. And then if you die, you have to restart the fight. So I just burn out on that. So I could feel the XCOM vibe. A little bit, but then the the superheroes and their powers looked really interesting to me. And so I am cautiously curious about this game because it seems like it could be really, really good, or it could just completely follow the XCOM formula to a T, and then I'm going to find myself getting really bored really quick. (laughs) They definitely make it look a little more cinematic as far as the combat... And they even talk about that the game will have epic finishers. So I was like, like fatalities? Like I'm not entirely sure what they have, that but they do cool. have, it, it did kind of seem like they have some stuff like that where your character will basically go super saiyan and you get these like little cutscenes of finisher moves. 
But yeah, I, I, I did think it was interesting. I like that it's looking at the darker side. So the it looks like the big bad in this game is Lilith, who is the mother of demons. They talk about how the character you play, which they're very proud that this is the first customizable character in Marvel oh, they games. they showed that off a the, lot. The, the IGN video, <laughs> they mentioned it like four times. It's like, okay, we get it. But you are called the Hunter, and apparently you are a forsaken child of Lilith, that has basically been put in some kind of suspended animation for like a hundred years. They're pulling you back out now that Lilith is back and you engage in these fights with a team of three, but this incorporates a card system. Every game has a card system now, Josh. Hey, <laughs> why, cards why are is the that? hotness, Paul. Welcome to the 21st Apparently. century where we <laughs> use cards for everything. I mean, yeah, everything's card based. I I don't get that. I, I mean, I love card games. I'm a sucker for them. Show me a fun card game. I mean, like Back for Blood. Like I like the card system in that. I like I said, I've been cracking out on Hearthstone for the last week. Like I like card stuff. It is a little weird that everything is card based now. Like I don't know if that is just hey, this is hot, so we're going to incorporate this in every game that's out there. Um, I do like strategy aspect. I think the card system gives you something to work for instead of like a skill tree, you get cards that you acquire and then you can plan out. Cause I love strategy, like strategy. I absolutely love. That's one reason I like turn-based combat. Um, and so crafting a deck and thinking like, how can I get these cards to interact with each other and the characters and stuff like that to me is a lot of fun. I enjoy that theory crafting part of it. I don't know that it fits in a Marvel game. That's a little strange, man. Well, it especially made me laugh because the trailer, and maybe, I don't know if you and I watched the IGN one or if you watched a different one, but they explicitly say that this game will let you know what it's like to fight and live beside other heroes. And then as an example, they show once you become like really good friends, they give you a card, which is the reward, which you then use in combat. So the whole idea of growing close to Blade just to get this extra rare card for combat is just a little goofy. I'm not opposed to it. It just doesn't seem like a a, a natural Fit. big title <laughs> release. But the fact that it is different and unique does have me a little bit interested. Like we we poked fun at Boyfriend Simulator or Boyfriend, or boyfriend Dungeon, Dungeon, yeah, whatever it was called, yeah. And I got like almost tiny vibes of that from this, just a little bit. Yeah, but, it's yeah. kind of strange. I, I mean, it does add to character. To, anytime you can have, you know, relationships and where you have to work on them and character interaction, that does add something to a game. Uh, Mass Effect, right? Like, you know, the interactions between the characters in that game are legendary. Uh, Dragon Age and some of these games that you and I both absolutely love have that kind of built into the game. I just don't know if this is like a side thought to this game. Now, something that would be really cool to me is, hey, you know, not all heroes like each other just because they're heroes. And so if you have this system where it's like, hey, I want to work with Wolverine and, uh, you know, Cyclops or whatever, right? Like, can I then build a relationship that will then let me have like these combo finishers and stuff where I pick up Wolverine and toss him like Gimli from Lord of the Rings. And then (laughs) he like impales somebody. Like, that'd be pretty cool. 
but you know, I don't know. I, I mean, that's kind of the neat thing about any kind of game where there's multiple heroes is can they combo together and do really cool stuff? You, you know, you saw that in Infinity War with like, you know, Thor's hammer off of Captain America's shield and stuff like that. Sure. Like that's the stuff that really interests me. If that doesn't exist in the game, I feel like they're missing a huge opportunity there. So I, you know, it's an interesting thing, but then again, I don't really have the patience to like try to build relationships amongst characters either. So I don't know that that grabs me in particular, but it might other people. <laughs> I guess I've just never once thought about living with superheroes yeah. like that. So this is not like answering a question I've always had, but maybe it's answering a question I didn't know that I wanted answered. What if Blade doesn't brush his so we'll teeth? we'll find out. You know, like what if he's like, <laughs> it, you know, he's cool every other way, but he just never has, he doesn't have good dental hygiene, Paul. And then it's like, I can't Blade. I don't think we can be friends, man. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, the Wesley Snipes version had immaculate he teeth. He did, yes. He had great teeth. So but. I don't know about this version, but I was very excited to see Blade. I was always a huge Blade fan. I, I love the Blade movies. I got excited. Dude, yeah. to this day, I still have the uh, the techno song from the Blade movie oh, where there's, yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah, called yeah, like the, Blood Rain or Blood Dance or something like that because I love that. When all the sprinklers that. come yes, on. Yes, I love yeah. that song. Everybody was, all the vampires are jamming and everything. And I was like, yeah. Oh, that's funny. All right. Well, let's go ahead and take a short break and hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, guys. This episode of the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast is brought to you by Logitech. You have the opportunity to help support the show and also get some awesome gaming accessories to help maintain your competitive edge while gaming. I actually use a Logitech G413 backlit keyboard. Actually bought it with my own money back in 2017, long before the show, and it's still running great. Uh, actually, as I'm looking around, I also have a Logitech webcam, and they sell so much more than that. They have tablet keyboards, they've got mice, speakers, Bluetooth accessories, all kinds of stuff that you might need for your PC or for mobile devices. So you can actually head on over to MultiplayerPodcast.com slash Logitech store, and that'll forward you right to their website. Thanks so much for your guys' support. Now let's get back to the show. All right, Josh, we're back. Now that we're done talking about Marvel's Midnight Suns, you were already talking a little bit about Hearthstone, and they had a major... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Announcement? Uh, uh, disaster? <laughs> disaster maybe? of an announcement. Okay. <laughs> they had a presentation where they released some information about a new mode called Mercenaries. Okay. Uh, like, we famously loved Battlegrounds for a while. I actually just won a Battlegrounds match earlier today. You know, first place finish. Woo woo. Very um, nice. But... So I had seen this thing like Hearthstone Mercenaries. I'm like, oh, is this a new game mode that they're releasing? You know, somewhere the internet whispered Mercenaries to me and they have it on their menu. And I'm like, what's this? And then they're like, oh, Mercenaries coming soon. I'm like, oh, cool, a new mode. So I guess they did this big presentation where they were finally going to reveal what Mercenaries was. And it was the worst presentation ever. I don't like this ranks up there with when they announced Diablo Immortal. And everybody right. went like, boo! Uh, and the guy's like, yeah. you guys don't have phones? <laughs> like, it was, it was kind of akin to that because nobody understood what the heck was going on. They were showing these characters in these cards and the characters, it's like, oh, they're auto battling, but then you can slap down gear on them. But then maybe there's a card involved somewhere and all the characters have like 
you know, 80 health, but four attack. And you can do these, you can pick from three, but then you, you can, you, you play against the computer, but then you can PVP if you want to. And they were trying to show off all this stuff and none of it made any sense whatsoever. And I thought maybe it was just me. I was like, man, maybe I was a little distracted. Like, I feel like I should watch that video again. (laughs) And everyone else is saying the same thing. (laughs) I saw an article where they were like, Hearthstone completely botches Mercenary Reveal. This is how you don't announce a game to the world because nobody understands what this game is right now. And then the worst part about it is, is they do all of this presentation. Everybody's super confused. And then they start talking about all of the pre-orders and the bonus packs. And they just start that are already available headlong into the money aspect. Oh, pre-order this and buy this and Give us all your money. And everybody's going like, dude, I don't even know what this is. How can I give you money for it? You know, it's one of those things where I heard about the presentation and I heard it was really bad. And so I went and I started watching it. And right off the bat, I thought, oh, this isn't that bad. Like for the first two minutes, because they made this like really elaborate set that is like, it looks like Hearthstone and they've got these presenters and they're talking about how it's this new mode mercenaries and you're going to be hiring groups of mercenaries and they're going to fight. And I was like, this isn't that bad. And then it goes, uh, the one article I saw said that it goes from zero to 1000 miles an hour (laughs) within seconds. And that is exactly what happened. It went from me going like, Oh, people blew this way out of proportion to where they're just like, this is like the equivalent when someone starts talking to you in technobabble using all these acronyms and you have no idea what they're talking about. Like I'm listening. They're breaking down dozens of cards within 40 seconds. Uh, I mean, you, you don't even have time to read the text on these cards and they're already giving you their ideas about it. Like I wrote down one quote cause it just made me laugh while I'm in the middle of watching, but they they say, now, reincarnation pairs great with a tanking Torin. This may even foil your opponent's command phase game plan. But that's just, I'm like, I don't even know what that means. And they just blow right past it. And, and it, it, I started actually laughing out loud because they kept saying, now let's move on. And then they start talking about like another aspect of the game. And I'm like, can we go back? I, I, I did not understand anything of what you guys just said. I will also say, without naming names, one of the presenters did not seem to even understand what they were reading from the prompts. Like they, oh, no. they, they were, they were barely getting through reading these sentences. I'm not even so sure that they knew what they were reading, but they start talking about bounty maps being procedurally generated and you have to use your intuition to know which way to go. And I'm just like, I still don't even understand What's what the this core mode is? Gameplay? I have no context. Yes, what, exactly. What is like, what's the game? What is mercenaries? I get to hire people. Are they cards? Are they the heroes? When I hire them, what do I have to pay them? Where do I get money? <laughs> this would be like the equivalent of being like, hey, Josh, I want to take you to Disneyland, which you've never heard of, but you can buy chicken nuggets and they have ketchup and the ketchup pairs really well with the mayonnaise and you can mix them. And you can, and it's like I, we haven't explained at all yes. what Disneyland actually is. So this is all just like. I understand that they were excited to share specifics. I think this is a case of the team knowing their products so well that they just did not understand. None of us had any idea what but they dude, were talking about. You and I, I mean, we've played a lot of Hearthstone. I probably I have hundreds and hundreds of hours playing Hearthstone. 
I am no like I am no noob to this game whatsoever, and I didn't understand a single thing that they were showing me, like yeah. at all. And, and so the only thing that I caught on is I think it's like it's part auto battler. Like you you hire your heroes and you gear them out, but then they auto battle. But then I think there's like really powerful like armor or weapons or gear that you can put on them that will combo. I think there's cards in the mode, but I'm not real sure. I, I, I That's it. I don't know. <laughs> and it was just hilarious because Blizzard has always been about these like epic presentations. I mean, think about the Overwatch shorts, right? The cartoons that they've done. Those yes. are awesome. Like awesome. So how did they screw this up so bad? <laughs> I don't know. But you know what, Josh? <laughs> I have just this suspicion that it's going to be an amazing mode. It's going to be great. Because I know it's going to be the, great. The whole idea, the whole idea of giving me this, like, the one thing that was very clear is that this is a very detailed, complicated card system within Hearthstone, much more complicated than anything we've seen before. The whole idea of having cards that are equipment that are attached to characters, that all sounds right up my alley. So this very well could come out. And be better than Battlegrounds. We are already crazy high on Hearthstone. So it's not that we're like anti this game mode. It was just so confusing to try to understand. And I still don't know what it is. There's other videos I saw on YouTube that were recommended saying, breaking down and explaining what Mercenaries actually is. And I was like, maybe later. Yeah. I'll just play <laughs> I the game. I don't when even it comes want to. Out. I think it comes out in a few <laughs> yeah. weeks too. It's like right around the corner, uh, October. October 12th. Yeah. Okay. So that's not that far away. Yeah. Yeah. Only, only a month out. I'm sure it's going to be great. Oh. I, I'm actually excited for it. I know we're kind of picking on it. Um, I, I, they wouldn't be hyping it if it wasn't good. I just don't know what it is, but I am excited to play it and try it out. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> this this Disneyland right. with fries and ketchup sounds great, Paul. <laughs> so let's move on. Uh, for the, the next story that we have here as we're, you know, quickly running out of time. Uh, I really did want to talk a little bit about an upcoming project that is soon to be released called Prologue. And this is kind of an interesting story because we don't know a whole ton about it, but, uh, player unknown, whose real life name is Brendan Green, the guy who created PUBG, PUBG. he has left Kafton and started his own studio called Player Unknown Productions. And he is working on a project with his team called Prologue, which best I can tell is like uh, the articles that I've seen said that it's not even a completed game, but just simply that Player Unknown has kind of led this development where they have developed ways of using AI to create giant massive maps for like sandbox open world exploration kind of stuff. Because he was interested in creating maps that are far bigger than what we normally see. And because it's so large, you have to rely on them being, you know, generated by the AI. And so this is going to be released soon. We don't have yeah, a date. Fairly soon from what they're making it sound like. Yeah, it's pay whatever you want, <laughs> which <Zero>. is <laughs> an interesting model. <laughs> and they have just said that it's almost more or less a tech demo showing what they have learned. So I think the idea is that this is like step one, and then somewhere down the road, they're going to use this to create maybe something kind of like No Man's Sky, where it's this like massively huge world that thousands of people can connect to. But at this point, that's kind of all we know. Yeah, I was digging into this a little bit because it sounds really cool. I like the fact that it's 
soon to be released. I like the fact that they came out and said, hey, we're not even really going to call this a game right now. It's a tech demo. You, We really want everybody to try it out because it's really neat. Pay what you want. If you get it and you like it, hey, throw us a few bucks. If not, just test it. See what you think. But from what I was reading, they want these open world games that are massive, like way, way bigger than like Skyrim or Rust and some of these other well-known kind of open world sandbox type games. I don't know how big they're going. And one thing that is a little weird to me is a huge place to explore does not necessarily mean fun. Now, I get that this is they're trying out this technology and I could see that. I mean, the name is prologue, right? It's a prologue to something. So I like how they're approaching this. But think about No Man's Sky for a second, right? You land on a planet, you fly down, you pick one little spot on this planet. If you were to try to explore that entire planet, it would take you weeks, Right. right? And, exactly. and maybe you don't find anything of any interest whatsoever. Maybe you find a little cave that looks cool. Maybe you find a little out, you know, uh, a, an outpost or something. But size of a world does not mean a whole lot. And so I don't know what this tech demo is going to entail. Are there going to be runes that I can come across? Dungeons? cities like cool areas to explore like that sounds kind of neat but if it's just me holding w to run forward for (laughs) three hours like that doesn't really do a whole lot yeah like okay so to give you an idea of of size of what player unknown is talking about now gta 5 pretty big open world map right that is 75 square kilometers it's pretty big all right so Pretty big by today's standards. Paul, can he you is convert talking that to the imperial system for me. Sure can. Twenty nine point two eight square miles, <laughs> and that you. is accurate because I have it up. <laughs> this article just happens to have it in both. The reason why I brought it up in kilometers first is so you know, so it's seventy five square kilometers, not seventy five kilometers across, but square kilometers. Player unknown wants to create maps that are hundreds of kilometers across. That's insane. Not even square, yeah. but just across. So we're talking about thousands and thousands of square kilometers. And I think what we're going to see with this tech demo, I think it's almost just going to be landscape. I don't think we're going to be seeing cities or civilization. I don't even know that we're going to see buildings. But I, I know that he thought it was kind of neat to think about having such a large world with thousands of people. But maybe you're the only one who discovered this little part of the map. And so that actually makes it special. And I guess I kind of like, I think there's a nugget of an idea there. Like, where do we take this next? And how can we start bringing in thousands of people? And then how is that going to work, whether it's PvP or working cooperatively for something? I mean, I'll tell you what, for all the grief we've given PUBG, you got to give him credit for seeing that the Battle Royale is, is that was where to go. And that's where everyone followed suit. Oh, absolutely. So the idea that he's thinking toward these massively huge computer generated maps, you know, uh, I'm intrigued. It's, Let's see how we apply it. You and I have always said, if you really want to have great levels or great game design, put it in the hands of the players, 
right? Yep. Like we're starting to see these games like, what is it, Dream, I think it's called, and some of these other ones, uh, Halo Forge, right? Where it's going to, you know, players can create the maps and stuff like that. Sure. Mario the, Maker, Far right. Cry, the vibe, Overwatch, the all of them. The vibe that I get and that I hope for is create this mega open world and then give people the tools, kind of like Rust, to just do what they want. And will we see players, you know, build cities and will there be PVP and factions and we kind of create the game that people want to play? That's kind of cool. Like you're just giving us the playground to do that. That would be really neat. Um, will it devolve into Rust? Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I, Rust, I mean, Rust is, is just entropy at the end, right? Like that is just full out the 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 hate the racism I just love the fact the, the, the guy that created Rust did not intend for Rust to be this toxic horrible yeah. hate everybody game but that's exactly what humanity turned it into yep <laughs> and we're guilty we love it cuz we're like hey we get to go raid people you know um but yeah i could see it i i mean i i'm very i will definitely be trying out this tech demo to see what it is like. I just don't know if it's just going to be me running across like through a forest or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that's what it'll be. I read something like they said they're going to start you out and just put a dot on the map and tell you to go there. And as you run through, I guess that's where you'll see a bunch of randomly generated stuff. Or maybe not random. Maybe random's not the right word, but you know, created by the AI. Yeah. So the one quote that they did have is, hopefully this is the first step toward a multi-year journey toward creating what we hope will be rich and interactive open worlds. So, you know, put a pin in this, you know, prologue. Maybe this is the beginning of what's soon going to be the backbone for all open world sandbox type games. I, I, I can't help but think that maybe this is going to go somewhere interesting. So we'll just have to keep remembering this in the future. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all the time that we have here for today. So thanks for joining us for this week in gaming. We will be back with our next episode on Monday, which will be a bonus round episode. And then are we going to release the next major title? You want to keep it a secret still, huh? I think we, I think we've made that deal. We can't reveal until it's just <laughs> time to reveal. So no one else will have a chance to play it ahead of time. You'll just have to wait and see. This, I will say this. This game's been out for a little while. I, people have heard of it. I don't know. If it, I think it'll be okay. Many people have already played it, that's for sure. Yes. It is Even fun for people to try to figure out what game it is, which is always fun. <laughs> sure. All right. Well, we'll be back with that ne next episode. And then just as a reminder, head on over to MultiplayerSquad.com. Or subscribe in Apple if you would like to help financially support the show, of which we would be eternally grateful. So thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys next time. All right. See you, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>